0: is up wizards fans i just want to say thank you for indulging me as i put the believe in dmv hoops podcast on this feed for the first uh, several episodes here just to try to get our feet under us and, and really see if this concept would stick and resonate with people so i know some of the wizards fans listening to this probably couldn't care about the other uh, local institutions that play basketball here or basketball at different levels so thanks for sticking with us and just letting us try it out here i've uh, gotten such a great reaction to that we've decided to spin that off into its own full podcast so this will be the last uh, episode of Believe in DMV Hoops to appear on the Believe in Wizards feed. It now has its own feed. So anywhere you get your podcast, you can find Believe in DMV Hoops. We're still going to put them up on the same YouTube page just because I don't want to maintain multiple YouTube pages, but uh, it'll have its own Apple iTunes link uh, on Spotify link, all that other good stuff. And you can still find them live streamed on my Twitter account and the Believe in Wizards Twitter account. But yeah, if you haven't subscribed yet, please go do that. Um, find us on the other channel. So if you're if you're on the list of folks that enjoy both content. Um, you won't be able to find them in the same place moving forward. So sorry to add another podcast to your list to subscribe to, but uh, we hope it'll be worth it. We've got a couple of really good episodes. You're going to love this conversation with Tristan. Uh, Tristan Spurlock, he's an assistant coach at the University of Iowa. Uh, he played at pretty much every level of basketball here at some level in the DMB. He was a great high school prospect. He played at Montrose Christian, for anyone that remembers that, uh, powerhouse back in the day, and played at UVA for uh, transferring to Central Florida. Um, worked out with several NBA teams, played in the NBA Summer League, played overseas for 10 years, and is now a high-level assistant coach at a really good school in Iowa. So he's just a great representative from the DMV and wanted to get him on here. And he's just a great storyteller. So it's a really compelling lesson. Hope you all enjoy it. And again, go find us on that new feed, Believe in DMV Hoops. And just thank you again from the bottom of my heart for helping us get this off the ground and all the positive uh, reception we've gotten so far. Okay, with that, let's get to the podcast. What is up DMV Hoops fans? I've got a good one for you here today. I've got Tristan Spurlock, an assistant coach for player development at the University of Iowa and a DMV icon in the high school basketball scene coming up. Uh, Tristan, you're a little younger than me, but I remember uh, (laughs) your name and all the papers and everything, uh, especially on that Montrose Christian team. Mm -hmm. You guys were super fun to watch. Uh, You obviously transferred uh, for that last year to Word of Life Christian Academy. Had a great senior year. Uh, We're Virginia Player of the Year by a couple different associations. All met. Uh, had, I think probably the best game of anybody in that capital classic, uh, Yeru uh, Yuru also had a pretty darn good, great game. And, thank you, and, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on and, and thanks for making time on your Sunday.
1: No, no, I appreciate it. I mean, it's kind of crazy thinking about all those things now, man. And like, um, you know, now I'm kind of like, you know, I just want to be good enough to make sure my son can't beat me one-on-one, there you go. um, you know, till he's old enough, old enough, you know, sure. but. Um, you know, I really have fun back home and, you know, I, to me, it's the best, you know, area for basketball, you know, you know, some people say LA, some people like Chicago, but I think the DMV, you know, DC, Maryland, Virginia is by far, you know, the best for basketball.
0: I absolutely agree. That's the main reason we want to do this podcast, uh, podcast here and, and show people, you know, stories like yours that just, mm-hmm um hey like we got some absolute hoopers from here and the fact that you're still contributing to the game in in such a great way i think is something we wanted to spotlight too so um this is perfect uh before we get going here just want to get our ad reads and stuff out of the way brought to you by stateside vodka and their Surfside hard iced teas hard lemonades hard every flavor you can think of they're all delicious also brought to you by bet online it's your number one source for all your betting needs get the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf UFC, tennis, more. Uh, if you just watch that Ravens game, hopefully you bet against them. Unfortunately, that was a bummer mm-hmm. for me. Uh, bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place all your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games. Head to the website or use our mobile device to sign up today. Use our promo code Believe B L E A V for fifty percent off your first uh, deposit and your welcome bonus. There, Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so I uh, mentioned this in the intro here a little bit, but twenty three points, nine rebounds, four assists, three blocks as a senior. Uh, you were the 80th best recruit, according to ESPN, 16th best ball forward. Uh, different publications have you higher, some a little lower. You know, it's always sort of a crapshoot, I think, um, you know, from for some of these different services. But Virginia is a loaded basketball state. The DMV yeah. is loaded. Yeah. Uh, you know, for anybody not familiar with your game, you were an absolute beast out there. How does it feel <laughs> to have earned those kind of accolades and, and you know, still get to, to be thought of in that way, I guess?
1: Uh, for me, I guess it's cool thinking about them now. I mean, when you're in it, you're kind of like just running it up as much as you can. Like, um, you know, I, I didn't really think about it as much then. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to, you know, compete, uh, you know, at Montrose, it was all competing. That's all you, you know, it, yeah. you know, the, the list of guys that were on my team. I mean, you got to think we had young guys who didn't even play. that ended up going, you know, Justin Anderson was a freshman when I was leaving and he was coming in and you got guys like that and. I mean, we just had a loaded team there from Terrell Vincent, Isaiah Armwood. Those guys went and played D1, Adrian Bowie, Shane. Like, my team, at one point, I think we had, like, eight, nine D1 guys, and that's every single day you come into practice. And they and um and, um even a guy like Michael Fraction, who was on my team, he's now the player development guy for the Lakers. So he didn't even, like, he played, had a great D2 career, and now he's in the NBA, like, you know, with, with those guys. So for me, um, I look back on it now, and I enjoy it, man, just being able to hear some of those numbers. Um, uh, you know, Montrose, my numbers were a little skewed because we all were so good. It was hard mm-hmm. to average 20 when you got six Division One guys. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I went to Word of Life my senior year, I was able to really let loose. And, um, you know, we had some big games like IMG. You know, I played against them. I had like 45. I think that was one of the big games that got me kind of, you know, pushed for my player of the year. When we played big teams, I had big games. and. Um, you know, went to the state championship and you know stuff like that. And when I you know sit back and look back, that Capital Classic was great for me too. I mean, so many friends off of that, so many guys I talked to to this day. Um, and you know, did Moof get MVP? Was he the MVP of
0: that? He was the MVP of that game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we gotta go back. I gotta go back and watch that. I don't know if I, I move my guy. I don't know about that with Moof, but but I did have a good game, so that was cool. That was cool to, to you know. I think it was like first team, mm-hmm. you know, Capital Classic, and that's like you know for me back home being a part of that is you know that's up there with. And you know, being you know, I don't know if there's any higher honors than being able to play in that and um, being an all-Met selection. That's that, that that's you know, when I, I'm a historian of the game, and those are the guys I remember who were
0: on those lists. I don't think people now realize. I mean that that aren't you know old enough to don't remember like how big those Capital Classic games really Man, were. Man, seeing Braun, CP3 yeah.
1: played in it, like, but like yep. that Capital Classic game was huge growing
0: up. Oh yeah, that was big time. There, I think they've recently brought it back in the last year or two, but mm-hmm. I, it doesn't, ha, you know, hasn't gotten back to that level yet. But yeah, you guys um, beat the crap out of the U.S. All Stars, and did. Uh, we did. The and they were before, talking a little
1: smack too. They was, yep. they was chirping
0: too. Yep, I love that. Uh, I mean, I think that speaks to the D.M.V. talent. I don't think there's mm-hmm. another All-Star game really like this where you get like the best of the country against one specific area, mm-hmm. and for you guys to go out and win by over 30 points a year after. Um, the capital all-stars lost by almost 40 points. I think that was a pretty cool way to just like, you know, show them the DMV can hang with everybody.
1: And they had some, um, if I'm not mistaken, they had a couple of McDonald's Americans on that team too. And it was like, we kind of were like, all right, cool. (laughs) That's great. But now you got to come over here and play. And, uh, we, we didn't take it as an all-star game. And I think the year before, um, those guys did Mm -hmm. and we didn't. And we took it as a challenge and we wanted to come in there and, you know, we wanted to play like it was no friendly. It was no fast break layups and, mm-hmm. you know, free for all dunks. It was up 30 and we were trying to win by 50. So that actually was actually getting that in a stance
0: good. and guarding people.
1: And, oh, you no, know. we were playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I love, you know, I'm not a, a hater of the NBA, sure. um, but I do miss the 2001 all-star game where, yeah. you know what I mean? I do miss that feeling where it's, you know a close game the whole way mm-hmm. and guys are really playing and um you know i saw the other day somebody tweeted out a clip of you know the one where um the east one and they said they had like four guards they had Stephon and Stefan mm-hmm. and um vince was out there ai and yep. going against kobe tim and kg like that was like you know peak all-star game for me
0: yeah i'm with you i i, I take a 195 all-star game win over uh, 157 to 152 or whatever yeah. they've turned into now for sure ah uh, so speaking of defense uh you went to uva for college Mm -hmm. you had offers from that's a great segue
1: yeah exactly (laughs) right
0: (laughs) definitely uh defense was a big deal there um Mm -hmm. that tony bennett guy takes that pretty seriously from what i hear um Mm -hmm. but you had offers from maryland georgetown uconn nc state i mean i could keep rattling off names selfishly as a maryland alum i definitely wanted you to be a terp but uh why Virginia? I, I know uh, Dave Laidow was the one recruiting you and, and yeah. he ultimately left. Why stick with Tony? Was there anyone else that was ever kind of really in the running there?
1: You know what's crazy? I cut my list at such a young age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I cut it, um, like, in my mind and I guess the people around me, like, my, I was playing for D.C. Blue Devils at the time, okay. and they would always tell me, like, oh, so-and-so's interested. And I was a big homer guy. You know, even when I was with Stu Veteran Montrose, he was, you know, him and Gary Williams were really tight. Um, my One of my favorite players ever growing up was Graves Vasquez. You know what I mean? 6'5", long, could, you know, get to the basket, could shoot it. I loved yeah. great You know, that yep. was my guy. He was, you know, he and him were very close, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I was at Montrose. I wore, you know, wore 21 after he wore 21. You know what I mean? Like, that was my guy. So him going to Maryland, that really meant a lot to me. And I honestly, you know, taking back on it now, Georgetown was another school that I was there a lot, playing pickup with guys, hooping, just, you know, always around because I lived so close to there. So for me, um, Dave Little just was on me, like, they recruited me since felt like like seventh grade like they were they were on me for the longest amount of time um every time i went up there it was really comfortable uh, i think my mom wanted me to go to georgetown i think my dad might have wanted me to go to maryland so you know it's gotta maybe make it tough they, yeah yeah maybe if they were on a united front we could have swayed me a little better but um you know i committed under dave um uh, coach later i committed under him and then once he got uh, released or let go uh tony came in and picked the slack up right away like picked it up day one mm-hmm. he got hired he was at my house the next day, you know, what I mean? a priority.
0: That's got to feel pretty good. Right? And,
1: and it was and it was. And and that was, you know, um, one thing that I say to them, like they recruited me hard, you know, and mm-hmm. I was going to open up and just completely, you know, blow it up and go somewhere different. Um, but they recruited me hard. And I love the guys that was there. So Sylvan Landisberg was my guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Scott and me are still tight to this day. I haven't been to some of his, um, you know, playoff games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jontel Evans, who I came in with, played Boo Williams with. He wasn't going to, you know, open up and he was going to stay at UVA. And he had an amazing career there from day one starting. Probably, you know, one of the more underrated guys that ever played there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I I, I think uh, what helped Tony in my making decision was the guys I was already there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I I'd already was comfortable with them, texting them, talking to them um so for me I, I more so looked at I liked UVA and I thought Tony Bennett was a great coach now when I got there I realized his style of play wasn't really conducive to my my game you know I wanted to get up and down I wanted to play mm-hmm. I wanted to play fast like I did at Montrose and like I did at World of Life mm-hmm. and you know when you get there and I'm, I'm 210 soaking wet you know what I mean I don't know how you know I couldn't really play the four in the ACC right. at that point and um you know I, I Once I made that switch, I think that really helped me out, you know, college career wise. I had a great ending to my career. So it was
0: cool. I I think style of play is such like an underrated thing for people probably coming up and and talking about that. Like it's how will I fit specifically and and how will guys use me? You know, I think Mm -hmm. you were I don't know if you feel this way. I feel this way ahead of your time as a six foot eight guy that could put the ball on the floor, could shoot it, you know, a little bit. It's crazy
1: because I think that too now, like I'm like, man, I was really a four, three but I could push it and play it, point forward. And um, even my last year, I played with Boo Williams, man. And, you know, I played a little four, little three, little two, Um, you know, I had a loaded team there. So, um, you know, kind of, we were kind of like the first big loaded team, Mm -hmm. like a, like a team um, takeover is now in a sense, you know what I mean? Like we had plenty of guys and, you know, a lot of recruits. So, you know, for me, it was great. It, It was great being a part of that, that whole area. And, you know, Getting out of there, getting out of UVA and going to um, UCF uh, was one of the better decisions
0: I ever made. Donnie Jones plays a little faster too, so probably a lot a, faster, a better lot fit. Faster. Yeah, and yeah.
1: yeah. Donnie used me. I mean, at one point I was our backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at one point I was you know starting three, starting four. Like Donnie, let me be me in a lot of situations. And, you know, I really appreciated him for that. <laughs>
0: I think that was probably like the highlight of your game is being able to affect the game in a lot of different ways. I think mm-hmm. the last two years, you averaged like 11, 8, 2, 1 and 1. I mean, like, man, boom, that's I a had stat some story. crazy
1: stat lines. Like, I think I had like two games where I had like 16, 8, 5, 2 and 2. Like, I yeah. had some really crazy games. And, and, you know, Donnie will tell you, um, he had told plenty of people, like, you know, I coached at Florida. I coach, you know, Sean Whiteside. I coached all these guys. Mm-hmm. Talent, you know, from talent, punch to punch, talent to talent, I don't think I've had a more talented guy than than Tristan. And, you know, I always, you know, respected him for saying that. And he always, you know, told everybody that. And it was big time
0: for me. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so UVA uh, doesn't mm-hmm. go as well as you would like your freshman year, I think. Mm-hmm. A little banged up, if I remember correctly. I was. I had a
1: sports hernia. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. that, too. Okay. I, I had a sports hernia probably from maybe after, like, October. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had surgery right like the two days after the season ended, you know, and I just wanted to keep playing. Um, and that's a tough system
0: know. to pick things up if you can't be it out is, on the court. and I did not redshirt,
1: people. and, and yeah. maybe I should have, you know, redshirted, and um, I know they were really surprised when I wanted to transfer. They, they you know, weren't really like – I, I didn't think they thought I was going to want to transfer, but I kind of knew, like, all right, this system's not, you know, more conducive than what I want to do, and I got banged up, and it was tough. That freshman year was really tough for me. I Thankfully, I had great teammates who never let me – be down on myself and you know um and in the limited minutes i showed like you know i could really score this ball you know what i mean i had you know come in six quick points eight quick points and you know for for, for me the uva fans were great they always you know supported me wanted me to do more wanted me more um and, you know a lot of a lot of people didn't even think i'd be at uva long anyway after because of the, you yeah. know how the success of sylvis landisberg and, and him like when i went to uva i wanted to follow that pattern i wanted to be freshman year play as hard as I could play as much as I could and let the chips fall where they may. Uh,
0: You mentioned you kind of knew is that, was that style play? Was that fit? Was it just vibe in general? Uh, Like walking through the decision to transfer.
1: I wouldn't say vibe because they kept a good, um, you know, good atmosphere there, but I would Mm -hmm. definitely say style of play. I just, I wanted to get up and down. I wanted to play fast. I wanted to go, you know, and for me, it just wasn't conducive to how I played. Um, And again, you know they were great over there. Nobody ever, you know made me feel like an outcast or anything like that. I just kind of knew. and I think they kind of knew too, like, all right, he's you know, and, and when I decided to leave, it was it was cool. It was no bad blood. and you know, it was it was it was everything. you know I wish them the best. i like I said, I had best friends still from not even on the team, people just in general, you know what I mean, yeah, that I still yeah. talk to to this day.
0: I think one of the big things we hear now with the transfer portal is you get sort of these guys that. I, almost like boomerang recruiting, right? Like, I was really close to recruiting you the first time to my school. You didn't pick yeah. me, but I'll end up there, you know, when I transfer. Yeah. Um, was Donnie Jones somebody that recruited you the first go around? Out of round? Florida. Out of Florida. Okay. Yeah.
1: Early in my early when he was at Florida, he recruited me hard, like hmm. hard. And, yeah. um, you know, they just went back to back. Uh, he kept comparing me to Corey Brewer. And, you know, again, I cut my list so early that I kind of knew I wanted to stay close to home. Sure. Um, I had so much family. That, you know, a, 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 to be honest, it was all ACC for me. And I had Texas, I had USC, I had, you know, um, these other schools, these other big schools, mm-hmm. Florida, um, you know, Florida State, Andy Infield, who's at USC. He offered me, I think, like my first scholarship I was in like ninth grade. I went to his I went to Andy Enfield's camp, uh, shooting camp he used to hold um, and at, at Paul the yeah, Sixth used okay. to hold a shooting camp. And I used to go. And one day, um, you know, the last day of camp, every day of camp was like shooting. You know, I was an okay shooter, so I was really working on my shooting. We did a lot of shooting drills. Last day of camp, he let us play. Mm-hmm. So last day, I'm like, all right, now I could just play. And I started playing, and he brought me aside. He was like, I don't know if you noticed, know we're gonna offer you a scholarship. Like, That's pretty cool. And he offered me right on the spot, so it was great. Um, uh, but yeah, style of play for me, definitely. And and Donnie, uh, when I came down there and a UCF visit, campus was beautiful. Uh, one of the biggest schools in the country, as far as you know, enrollment and um, being in Florida didn't hurt. You know, being in Orlando every day was it was great too.
0: It's a huge school. You've got access to a lot of different programs, a lot of different stuff. There's, you mm-hmm. know, beaches not super far away. I mean, like you could do no, a lot of no. things down there
1: too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was nice. You know, shorts all year round. It was cool. It
0: was uh, cool. On your college team, you had uh, Marcus and Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, I did, yeah. What was that like? I got to imagine it's similar <laughs> to what guys are going through with Bronny um, now, except, uh, you know, there's not the same amount of social media. Man. But Was that was that tough at, at times Like, like for no, you guys to not be distracted?
1: You, you forget. Like you being doing whatever, and you'll forget Mm -hmm. a lot that they're, you know, who they are. You know what I mean? I mean, they look like Mike, but you know what I mean? But like you forget in the middle of practice or middle of boxing out and the middle of, you know, talking trash on the bus or whatever you're (laughs) doing, you'll forget those things. But those those guys were great. Um, Marcus was always ahead of his time as far Mm -hmm. as like social media. And if there was publicity like there was now, it'd be, he he would be on that level with them. Yeah. as Shador and those other guys who mm-hmm. come from like amazing stock he'd be on that level because he was way ahead he had a vlog that he wanted to do right. way ahead of time that the ncaa told him he couldn't do right. um you know like even how we got to nike at, at ucf was because of him because he we were they were adidas school and he didn't want to wear adidas right. yeah. Flip, the whole, yeah the whole school flipped you know what That's i mean crazy. like imagine if that happened now it'd be unreal. Like he did the, the publicity would, would have been even, even more. Um, but Marcus was great. Jeff was my guy. Me and Jeff sat out uh, when we transferred. Mm. It's crazy to say sit out cause guys don't sit out. Anymore. I know.
0: Yeah.
1: So me and Jeff sat out together. So we had all our conditioning workouts, all our um, stuff together. And I mean, me and him really bonded. We were really close. Um, but yeah, those guys was great. Marcus was great, man. Like, you know, now seeing them now and and, and, and all the success he's having in doing his business venture in Orlando is I, I'm really proud of him.
0: One of the big conversations with college basketball now is the transfer portal. And you mm-hmm. hear kind of both sides of things from former players of hey, sitting out that year really helped me versus guys shouldn't have to sit out a year. I guess did it help you, but where do you fall on kind of that, you know, the way that rule is set up now? I guess. It
1: it helped me, but then like I do feel like um the rules should be you get one. I feel like you should get one. Yeah. I feel like you go into a situation, a situation is conducive to you, mm-hmm. and whatever happens, you should get one. Boom, no, no matter thanks. what, no matter, you know, coach, five, anything, you should get one. Mm-hmm. No penalty. You're not happy here. we we'll let you move on. Yeah. Get your one. You know what I mean? And then once you, then it gets tricky when you're starting to allow kids five, six, seven, you know, I'm saying kids go to four years and four different schools, five years, four right. school, like, yeah. Yeah, it's hard there, man. You let 18, 19 year old kids make those type of decisions. It gets tough. Mm-hmm. Um, And, 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 and for me, that sit out gear was amazing because I had a lot of great guys who developed me and helped me get better i had brendan sir um, no. he was a part of the bad boy staff um he you know funny enough he coached against marcus and jeff's dad mike when he was assistant coach on the bad boys That's and r- and helped write the book, the Jordan yeah. rules.
0: That's so, you know, bad. like
1: yeah. I had a guy like him who would tell me like, Hey, you know, you need to work on this or you need to do this or come on, let's go get some shots up. Let's go work out. And mm-hmm. that was great for me. You know, I needed that year to just settle down, regroup, refocus,
0: and um, you know, just relax. Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of like go back and forth on that. Like, I think I'm with you of like, yeah. definitely you get the one, but I do feel bad for guys after their career sometimes when it's like I went to five schools and I don't mm-hmm. really have a home. I got to mm-hmm. imagine when you go back to Central Florida. Like, yeah. And th-
1: and that's another thing I was going to say The I don't think they realize, like when you're done with a school or when you put your time and your effort, how f- like the fan base, you know what I mean? Like UCF's fan base was so great to me, so good to me, even now, like, you know, um, just you know, being an assistant coach now at, at Iowa where I-, I love it here. Those guys, man, I, I get messages. Uh, I had a fan who had my jersey, my one of my jerseys, my senior, That's I don't know cool. how, but my senior <laughs> senior night jersey was up for auction. I yeah. think I left it one day and it was still there. Yeah. The guy sent it to me. I thought That's he awesome. sent it to me to sign. So I signed yeah. it and I sent it back. He yeah. sent me the jersey back. It was like, no, it's yours. Like, I went to yeah. that. Like, you That's know, cool. and I think kids don't understand that, you know, even here at Iowa, when we have real passionate, loving fans. And if you, do what you're supposed to do here and you you play hard these people will love you forever mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they'll support you forever no matter what business you're doing no matter what you're doing afterwards yep. i'm on staff with uh with matt gatins right big time college guy he's an assistant coach here he's got pizza named after him down here like it's the it's, it's it's a blessing when you go somewhere for such a long period of time and those people grow up and now they're telling their kids like hey man like that's you know, we, we, it, it's amazing. It's And to me, I don't th- I think that's the most underrated value of switching to school, to school,
0: to school, to school, to school. I hear a lot of people talk about like devaluing education. Most of these schools are pretty darn good and you're going to get a good education. And you're going to get a great
1: education. I think that was yeah. one thing, too, that Donnie Jones made me graduate. Yeah. You know, I was coming out of my senior year. I had a couple credits left. I could have eased him like, now nah, I'll take this in the summer and i got to get ready for the NBA draft. And he was like, right. man, you're going to graduate. I don't care about like as soon as my last game was over, he came to me. He said, you want to pace to graduate? You're, you're going to graduate with a 3.0. You're going to graduate. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And I'm like, all right, coach. like, you know, no, going to graduate. And for, for me, I only had two classes my last semester or three, something like that, because I was, all, you know, I was on top of my stuff. So True.
0: it was great. Uh, I mean, you're living this to some extent now, but do you think mm-hmm. being able to transfer and sometimes guys are getting waivers to do two, three, four times? Does that change the way? Uh head coaches and assistant coaches can coach a kid if they have to worry about I think you
1: always I think you're always recruiting your kids. And mm-hmm. if you're doing the right thing and being who you are and who you say you are, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. That makes you know, sense. like look at us. We 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 you know we have a lot of a turnover, you know, but mm-hmm. we have some teams I've seen have eight, nine, six, yeah. seven new guys, man, and not freshmen. We're talking about new, completely new guys. Right. And that's tough. That's tough to do. Um, that's tough to deal with. But if you're actively recruiting your kids, if you're actively recruiting your own kids, you know what I mean. Like if you're every day coming in and being who you say you are, you should be fine. And for us, I'm lucky, I'm I'm blessed enough to work for a guy who's himself every day. You know, you will get from Coach McCaffrey every single day. Every day you walk in there, he's gonna be the same guy. He gonna be on you when it's time to be on you, and when it, when 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 we're done, hey, what do you need? You okay? Come here, open door policy for him. So,
0: I mean, that means a lot. Uh, as a Maryland fan, I can't give. Uh, coach McCaffrey, too much credit, but no, that's a, okay.
1: I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm gonna give you I give him credit for for um one he's an incredible offensive coach. It's so fun to watch yeah. uh watch you guys play. But I think you're such a smart addition to that staff for them. Because yeah, <laughs> it, it, you you tick so many boxes. Um, big time recruit. Uh, you know you've transferred, which is important to be able to have some of that experience of what it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a lot of pro experience and you have a, basically a modern style of basketball that I think would have fit in really well yeah. playing for somebody like coach McCaffrey, yeah. So uh, it, it seems to make a lot of sense there. I talk
1: about it all the time. And I think uh, sometimes parents think it's like a pitch when I say this, if yeah. 19, 18 year old Tristan would have got on a flight yeah. and been able to, you know, get to Iowa city, Iowa one, I would have loved the family environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um coming from the DMV area. You see how busy it is. Yeah. It's very relaxing here. I got mm-hmm. two young ones and two kids. My daughter, happy birthday to her. She just had her birthday yesterday. Awesome. And um it's so chill. It's so calm. I would have mm-hmm. loved that. And then watching practice, I remember the first time I watched practice maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. I just sat there thinking, like, oh, I would've I would I would have averaged 20. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all yeah. I kept thinking in my mind was I would have yeah. I would have killed. Like your Keegans and Chris. I played like that mm-hmm. then. So for me, I was like, I'm looking at like heck, oh, on Tris, we should have expanded. I We should have got out of that. We should have got outside a little bit more. But um, even now, like you said, like I think I do check a lot of the boxes for coach. I'm young. Um, You know, I'm, I'm able to relate to these guys. I believe in daily deposits. I believe me pouring into you allows me to pull those deposits out when we get into tough times. You know, if I'm with you all the time, if I'm, you know, being a positive light in your life, then when we go through something tough, I'm able to look at you, you know, hey, we on the road to Indiana. We have the road at, at Maryland where it gets hostile. Hey, look at me, lock in, get this rebound. Let's go because I poured into you. I've talked to you. I've been up with you at 6 a.m. working out. I've been up at 11 p.m. watching film or coming in and you just need to talk. Like, I believe that if I poured up positivity into you, when things get rocky, we're able to lock in and we're able to focus and I can, you know, help you out. And then on the other side, you know, I, I, like I said, this is the best. The DMV is the best, you know, where it comes to basketball in the country. So why not have a guy who's deeply rooted from there?
0: Yeah, I can't imagine that that's a, a, a bad thing for them to want to tap into, too. And I'm Oh, sure no. Got all yeah, these I mean, connections. For sure.
1: Our greatest, you know, arguably the best Hawk ever is Luca Garza. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Thanks. From the from the crib, right? From that's another back. one that
0: hurts me as a as a Maryland <laughs> fan. How do how do we let that guy get away?
1: Him and him and Hunter Dickinson. I don't know how y'all let them two just run up out of there <sighs> like that.
0: <sighs> yeah. Well, it's a coach that's no longer here that we'll no longer speak about, <laughs> but uh that's definitely tough. Um all right, can you confirm for me that Iowa only recruits guys that have siblings or multiple siblings that will work family come business? In? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> family come on, man. Business. The, you, you, got you, got can't can't you got Murray's, you got Sanford's, you got McCaffrey's, you got everybody. It runs in
1: the blood. It runs in that. the blood. And then think about this though. Like it runs in the blood, but you got to, if, if we did those brothers or those family members wrong, you think they would want to come? Exactly.
0: You know what I mean? Like
1: price was, you know, we had, we got the freshman now price. He was heavily recruited. Mm -hmm. Big time schools were after him. And you don't think that he could have been like, you know, uh, my brother's there already. He's kind of got his thing. Let's no, it works. And and then speaking to our skill development, we get guys like the Murray twins who were ranked 380, whatever Mm -hmm. in the country. Nobody wanted them nobody wanted both of them for sure yeah. they come here and within 3 years you know within 2 years one right. is, a, yeah. is a is a is an all american yeah. then within 3 years the other one who would have been an all american if he didn't exactly. have his brother yeah,
0: he, in front of him right he could have gone the, the year before too he yeah.
1: could have gone the year before now what he did was bet on himself he came yeah. back he worked out he said okay a lot of people saying i'm a two way guy i'm mm-hmm. gonna prove them wrong went from 9 yeah. points to 20 points it's just your time you're next you're the next up it, and you've been in the system so long. You know it like the back of your hand, like you said. Coach McCaffrey, offensive genius, you know, when it comes to putting guys in great situations. I mean, it took me a good year. Like, it took me a whole year to start running to understand the sets sure. and the plays and the way we play. And then still we have so many back cuts, so many. Like, I would hate to scout us. I would yeah. hate to be a to type scout us because I'd be like, all right, guys, listen, anything is possible today. All right? You just got to stay in front of your man and hope for the best. You know? So, I, just- I, I, yeah
0: your disguising stuff there's counters to everything yes, counters. Like,
1: and you got guys who can play you, we got we get guys who can shoot it pass it dribble yeah. it and for me i like the fact that we'll play anybody anywhere anytime we don't you know we not hiding we not ducking i mean look at us last year we played duke at the garden you know what i mean I'm, i th- i think new york might have more duke fans than north carolina <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what i mean so true. And we jumped out there and played them so uh, and then had to play iowa state 2 days later yeah, and, you know we came out there
0: yeah.
1: and we we luckily we got them at home Mm-hmm. Um, which was oh, great gotcha. one by 20 plus, and it was a great game for us. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to work for coach McCaffrey. And, um, like you said, like, I, I do think I check all the boxes for the guys.
0: It's uh, another pro segue on your part here. You got mm-hmm. media in your uh, future. If you want it, you mentioned skill development there. You're also an assistant coach for player development. Um, yeah. Somebody like Chris Murray, like, can you talk us through one, like your role there and what you do, but how you help somebody like a Chris Murray, you know, make those improvements.
1: Man, Chris, Chris. Um, I think the best thing to describe Chris Murray and Keegan Murray was when I first got the job in July. Mm-hmm. I would uh, mind you, I'm fresh off of playing. I stopped playing February and got the job last July, so I'm really you know fresh off. So I would come in the gym early in the morning to shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's open gym, free gym. You know, I get in about yeah. seven, come in, get some shots up. You know, yeah. stay sweating. I, I'm not a big treadmill guy. Like I, I, I still. Can't just jump on the treadmill and run yet. You know, maybe when I'm older in my coaching career, that'll be my thing. But right now, I still like to get up and down and play. And um, so they're twins. They look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I'd known them for a couple months, maybe a couple months at that. And I get in the gym. One is running our stadium. One of them running the stadium. Boom. And the other one is shooting on the gun. Mm-hmm. And I I told them one day, like, hey, you know, I'm here. If you need me, I, you know, we can do whatever you want to do. Sure. Yeah, Okay. Come in next morning, same thing. One's running the steps, one's on the gun, switch. No cameras, no tweets, no film crew. Nobody having nobody, to push nobody, them,
0: yeah. Nobody,
1: no mom, dad, no trainer, them. So for me, Chris was a very self-motivated guy. Um, and when we did work out, he worked hard. He, he he got in the gym, got his shots up, got his work in. Um, he led by example. You know, you couldn't really say anything to him because he was always on his game. He was always on his grind doing what he needed to do. Um, you know, for me, it was guys like Philip Abracha, who we worked out tirelessly, worked out a lot together in the gym. Um, and, you know, seeing him go from five points a game to fourteen points, seven rebounds, 13, all big 10. I mean, that was like so gratifying for me. Um, and then you got guys now who um, who will have big impacts, who are taking those steps. Some of the guys we got, even Patrick McCaffrey. He's a guy I, we work out a lot together and Peyton, you know, Peyton works out with everybody a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. these guys love being in the gym and I love being here with them. And um, for me, just, you know, whatever they might need, whether it be going over film now and, you know, working out, you know, whatever it is now that, you know, the NCAA has allowed um, for you to have six guys on the court. That opened up for me because now uh, last year I could only be on the court when one of the assistant coaches were gone recruiting. Got it. Okay. So when one of the coaches were gone recruiting, I was able to fill that need or that void. But now I'm a full time, you know, from the assistant coaching standpoint now i'm on the court as much as i want
0: oh, that's great yeah I mean, i'm sure that's a nice resource for them to have too especially yeah like individual skill work i mean yeah it's it prob- is you're probably the first guy they're going to for that kind of thing right
1: it is we, we yeah man they, they you know they like to play one-on-one a lot they like to okay. you know let's play let's hoop let's get after it i'm like good like, look man my knees I, <laughs> you catch me three years ago with a bit of better games we'd have yeah. had more fun but um now i think you know for me film study is a huge thing i'm a big film guy i'm a big watching from your own mistakes. Um, so I think that's more important than anything. Inconsistency. You know, um, one of my things is, you know, you stay consistent even when you don't want to stay motivated. Like even those days you don't want to get up, still go, stay consistent. And, um, you know, you study, you know, study success and you steal advice. You know, I think you study when, it.
0: When guys, um, you have to have a certain amount of credibility with players, I think for them to really latch on to what you're, where you're doing. A good right? point. That's a and great point. You're somebody that like, Again, you're six foot eight, but you can handle the ball like a guard mm-hmm. and, and play like a guard. They have to look at you and think, all right, this guy, this guy practiced yeah. what he preached. He developed these skills. So I, I got to imagine that that resonates with them.
1: You're right. This generation is so different. This is a very much show me generation. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be able to go out there and be like, oh, I used to do this and that. You got to kind of like, sure, yeah. you know, type my name in YouTube. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind <laughs> of like show a couple videos, a couple clips. And then they go, all right, coach. Okay, coach. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is why so many NBA guys are able to transition back to the NBA level. Sure. Um, and they and those guys listen because they know those guys have had success. It's easier for them to transition there. But for me, college, I was really, you know, I had really big games. I had great moments. And I'm able to show them, like, hey, this was successful for me. I can come down and pin off and shoot a three. I can, you know, crash the glass and get you a tip dunk. I averaged almost six rebounds a game. So I can mm-hmm. show you how to have a high motor and, and go rebound and, and position yourself for success there.
0: How did you develop guard skills? I mean, were you a late grower or was that yeah. something that you worked you on? Know, and, you know. My
1: pops is only six feet okay. and my mom's like five, eight. So I never thought I was going to be six, eight, almost six, sure. nine. Like I didn't think that. Um, so at a certain point, um, my dad, I played for a really good uh, U team. Even when I was eight and under, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Eight and under Prince William Pacers. I had Kendall Marshall on my team. Um, and you talk about a guy, if there was, if there was He's gonna social find media you. back then, oh, yeah. he would have been with a lot of these little young kids are now. He was, Way ahead of his time, probably one of the best college point guards ever. He's a wizard with um, the ball, yeah, and a
0: big, yeah, big point big, guard, too.
1: Big point guard, too. So, I played for him and his dad's AU team. Okay. I, um, you know, I, I, my dad did, you know, probably something that most dads wouldn't do. They had me at the center spot, and he took me off the team. He was like, nah, I, I don't think my son's gonna be a center. I don't think he's gonna be 6'10. Oh, so, sure. he needs to learn how to bring the ball up, and I did. Mm-hmm. And he let me play point. And, um, literally, I had a when you say mom and pop, I had a mom and pop AU team, um, mm-hmm. My dad picked everybody up for practice. My dad dropped everybody off from practice, Hmm. picked everybody up from the game. Sometimes it'd be five of us, six of us, but I was able to bring the ball up and push it. And about sixth grade, I was like six foot. I thought I was done growing. You know, I was good. Hey, six foot. AI was one of my favorite players. Used to cut the sock like, you know, had all that stuff. And, you know, luckily for me, I kept growing about eighth grade. I was like six three. Um, Now still was playing point. The big, you know, I shift over to D.C. Blue Devils, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like Team Durant now. Um, so uh, Morello Vest, assistant coach over at Paul to Six, um, huge in my development, huge in, in, in growing up, um, took me out to Vegas. I played 16s and 17s There you go. Um, Kids, don't do that
0: more uh, these and days either. They're always playing down if they can. Yeah, you. He,
1: he wouldn't let me. He made me play 16s and 17s, and, and it took off. Literally, I came home, and that's when I took off. That's when it was— you know, I was, you know, vying for one of the best players in the area because, um, you know, my dad was like, all right. You know, and my mom gave him a talk to my mom was like, look, take my baby to Vegas. You better bring him back with all, you know, everything he's, you know, <laughs> and uh, literally came back the next day. I was going to Nike um camp out in St. Louis. I dig well there. And I was, you know, that was really the start of it for me. But, yeah, mm. growing up, I, I mean, I didn't have a hoop. Growing up, I, I dribbled everywhere I took a basketball dribbled. you know, um, for me I, in the area, guys play yeah. a lot of ba- like older men.
0: You're not dribbling a, a lot of cones. Basketball. You're playing, yeah, playing grown men. Yeah.
1: I'm playing grown men a lot. And, and it's and for me, it was great because, you know, the area is so much basketball. Mm-hmm. You can go to any L.A. fitness. You can go to any sport and health club. You can go to any gym. They play a lot in there, they play a lot of basketball. And I just remembered, you know, at, every day at six o'clock, those guys will play. I'd get out of school at 3.30. Grandma would drop me off up at, you know, whatever gym it was. I'd stay there, work out, then I'd play. I didn't I didn't have a trainer. I didn't have a me. You know what I mean? And my dad didn't play middle school ball, let alone high school ball. So what he did was we watched a lot of tapes. We watched, like, a Glenn Rice tape, like tape, VHS. Yeah, there you go. VHS. Oh, okay. Yeah, Glenn Rice, VHS. Um, and then he used to take me to play everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. Saturday mornings, drop me off, and, and, I, and, and I just played a lot, hooped a lot.
0: Is there any, like, one thing from from working on your game then or during your college career that's, like, really stuck with you that you impart on all these guys you work with now? Like, is there one key lesson or thing that you like to pass on?
1: Um, I think nothing substitutes. Like, basketball for me is one of the things that, like, nothing substitutes hard work. I've very rarely seen a guy with some type of talent work really, really hard consistently mm. and not pay off. Yeah, makes sense. And that's what I kind of tell these guys. You guys are here for a reason. You have talent. You have something to get you here. Now you just got to work. And that's a difference. Mm-hmm. Some guys work hard. Some guys work harder than other guys. And some guys don't work at all. You know, I'm very, i very, I haven't seen too many, like, you know, you, you have your, mm-hmm. your couple guys who just could walk in the gym and you like, all right, man, like he's just gifted. That wasn't me. I wasn't a product of that. You know, I, I became more athletic um, later on in my career, but I wasn't super duper athletic to start high school. You know, I played point guard, you know, a lot as a freshman. And I think, again, Freshman year I was six six. I'm thinking I'm done. I still sprout the six eight. I didn't get off the ball till my senior year of high school, in Montrose, where Stu Vetter was like, nah, man, you shoot it too good. You gotta get you gotta <laughs> right. get off this. Like yeah. we need you to score. So mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing I tell guys is I mean, stay consistent. Even when you don't still feel motivated, stay consistent, stay
0: um locked in the gym and and, and great things will happen for you. One of the key themes from doing this podcast so far, this is episode eight for us. Um, all mm-hmm. the coaches we've had on thus far all point guards. So, um, you playing point guard, uh, growing up, I think counts. So we're keeping our streak alive here of all. uh... I I
1: mean, I was, I was definitely, um, you know, one of my, one of my coaches growing up, Dennis Marshall, Morello Vest. They'll tell you like, I played point like legit. And I mean, slow, but walk the ball up point, tell you where you need to go. Come Mm -hmm. up flat screen point. Not like, you know, a lot of these guys are combo guys. Now I was a first pass first, get you to your spots. And then I just, you know, I had a knack to get into, you know, getting to my spots and getting downhill. And um, you know, one thing I think I knew better than a lot of kids at their age was their game. Like, I knew my game. I knew what was going to get me success. I think a lot of these kids now, they try so many different things without mastering yeah. what really they're good at.
0: Yeah, you're working on a, a move in in the gym that you're never going to break out in the game. Mm-hmm. Or if you're scared to break out in a game, it, it's hard to, like, put those things into practice, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Playing the point, do you help think that help you read the game and now when you watch film yeah, for you sure. see things develop that you can point out to guys more easily. For sure,
1: for sure. I don't know if it was uh, I like to watch myself on film or whatever whatever it was, but I watched a lot of film. I remember I had yep. a oh man, uh I remember like I had a date like in high school, like a high school date, and I brought it to the house, we watched film. You know what I mean? Like stuff oh, like that. that. Like Was
0: there a second date?
1: Nah, she fell asleep. <laughs> she fell asleep, she had to go. She had uh, to again. go. Nope. She was a remain, good test. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But she had to go, but that was like, I was really locked in. I really wasn't a big go outside guy. And, um, you know, college, I had fun. I had great teammates yeah, guys
0: now, um, but I got my work in and I have fun. Uh, how is this year's Iowa team looking? I'm big Tony mm-hmm. Perkins guy. So, um, yeah, yeah. How's, how's as you squad? should be, Checking as out. you should
1: be. Yeah. Okay. Tony's gonna have a great year, man. Um, I'm excited for Tony. You know, he's, he's bringing it every day. He's locked in. He's one of those guys who, uh, he's a big dog. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of. But I tell him like, yo, you wanna be a big dog, you wanna be like these other guys, you gotta bring this mentality every single day. And if Tony can be the best version of himself or close to it every day or every game and those moments that it matters, man, he'll he'll be fine. And he'll have a great year. Um, you know, and you see it in certain situations, assembly hall, you know, at Indiana, um, home, home versus Illinois, you know what I mean? Carried us at like 32. Uh, put it on an amazing display. And if that Tony, it um, doesn't have to be that Tony every game, but if sure. you
0: know, he could be consistent. More, a little more consistently, yeah.
1: You know, if he could be consistent every game, then he's going to be a, a guy that, you know, um, teams are going to have really have to stop and have to worry about. And, um, you know, piggybacking off that, I think Peyton Sanford last year, he was so huge for us, you know, once he started hitting shots, once he got his rhythm and confidence back. Mm-hmm. Um, he was sixth man of the year. And, you know, he shot 35 from three. At one point, he was like one for 20. You know what I mean? Right, he really came on. And right. he finished with 35% from three. I shoot one well for 20. I might not get 21, 22, yeah. 23 up. You know, it yeah. might be over with. Um, but a guy like him is supremely confident, big-time shooter. He's mad at me because I keep telling him that his brother Price is a better shooter, so he gets Ooh. mad at me a little bit. Uh, and, and Price might
0: push be. like that. Yeah.
1: And Price might be. That's the crazy part. Yeah. As a freshman coming in, um, he can shoot it. I love our class coming in. I love the new guys that we added. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey's coming back bigger and stronger. He's about 216 now, which is... You know, for him being able to be that, that you know, that weight and still fly around and make shots. Um, You know, I think we're going to rely on those three heavily, Patrick, uh, Peyton, and Tony. I love Ben Cricky, who we added. Big dog for sure. Uh, the dominated um, when he was playing at Valpo and being able to get him. I think he'll be great for us. Uh, we lost three guys with 3,000 minutes, man. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we lost Connor McCaffrey. You look at his numbers, assisted turnover. Speaking of, you know, being a point guard, sure. maybe the best in the history. You know just his so numbers solid, are, right. I mean his, his numbers were. Presence. I mean I think he's top three, top four in the history of the NCAA in assistant yeah. turnover. So you lose a guy like that, lose a first round pick, lose a third team. You know all Big Ten really could have been second team. I ain't got no votes, but I'm just saying. Yeah, could have been second team. Um, you know you lose those three guys. It's, it's a lot to make up for. But we were filling them with great young guys. Brock Harding, Mister Illinois. He's big time. Um, Owen Freeman really good. Laje Dembélé, he's at East Coast. He's from Mali, but he's went to a really good high school so he knows how to play the game. Um and I like our sophomore's a lot. Desante Bowen is, man, he's going to be really really good in that Tony Perkins mold. Yeah. And I think he'll be able to show it. Um and Josh Dix is super solid. I think we could have, you know, coach will even admit, we could have played Josh Dix a little more last year. Um, you know, but we were so we were old.
0: Yeah, so we had a,
1: we had an old group but we you know, we stuck with the vets um, but yeah, I'm excited for us. You know, I think we just got to keep working every day got to keep working. Got to stack great days. We got to start stacking some of these great days, but
0: it's right around the corner now. So, it feels good. Uh yeah, I was just going to ask how much are you guys on the court together right now? Like is it full practice already?
1: Uh, yeah, we started uh full practice with thing last week. Last weeks. Saturday okay. we yeah. were we you know, remember you used to have the Midnight Madness?
0: Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I haven't even yeah, seen used anybody. Yeah, we have the Midnight Madness. Nobody does
1: that no more. That like that was my era. Oh, I love Georgetown that. used to have an amazing Midnight Madness. I'm yeah. talking like huge, and, and Maryland did too.
0: Maryland started um, it. They're the first school to do a Midnight Madness. I mean, yeah, midnight Gravis, madness. man. Shout out to my boy Gravis. I thought yeah. Gravis uh,
1: to me is one of the more underrated, not just Terps, but more underrated like college I guys. I signed
0: Gravis Ball right here,
1: uh, yeah. three feet from my uh, computer. Yeah, Gravis, it. you know, you being a Terp, you you appreciate Gravis, you know. Absolutely. Um, Even Eric Hayes, like he was, you know, a guy I battled with, like, he was a guy I modeled my game after a little bit because mm-hmm. he was such a pass-first point guard, and his senior year was my freshman year. Mm -hmm. And I battled with him, like guys like that, like that was who I was like, okay, you, you, okay, but I could do this and I can do a little bit more. So, um, you know, I, I do think that, um, you know, the midnight madnesses and stuff like that was, was, is, is lost. Um, but yeah, we ready to go full,
0: full swing, full swing, you know, that's awesome uh so you guys are in the gym 5 a.m every day like how, how early are we, we got started? a group
1: i got a group that goes at seven every morning
0: okay. um you
1: know they are locked in uh that's my breakfast club group and then you know you got your guys who come in routinely at ten ten thirty. my older guys come in a little later mm-hmm. ben Cricky comes in at eight but I, I mean it's days where you see everybody in here that's great. and i'm talking about before two o'clock before sure. practice we practice right. every day the, at three the
0: extra work yeah
1: you got guys coming in every day and then you got a group that stays after and get that work in then so you know for me, being on the player development side, I couldn't ask for a better group of guys. I don't beg anybody to get in the gym. I don't, you know, I get the text messages. Hey, coach, uh, you got time to go over this? Hey, coach, can, can I come in? I need to learn that. Oh, hey, I'm here. And I got two little ones, so, um, you know, my time isn't too too crazy right now. I just, you know, celebrated my daughter's birthday yesterday, which was great. Um, you know, she's three. She's in love with Bluey and Number Blocks, so um, can't wait till we get to the Disney Not basketball here. Right. Okay. No, she'll watch it with me, though. She'll come That's to the games. Um, you know, it's funny. I bring them to the gym. My son is one, he'll be two next month. Mm. So I bring them to the gym and they're completely different. My son will sit there and watch everything. Like he'll, the rebound, every, she, and my daughter will want to be in everything. Like she wants to be wherever the cone is. She wants to be right there. If I'm standing in the middle, she wants to be right up under me. Go. She, if I say, all right, you know, whatever, pick and roll, split, go. She's, go, split. Like she's, so uh, having them in the gym a lot is, is okay. big time. And, I, and and um, you know, seeing Coach and his, you know, two sons, um play for him you know it's something I, I would love love to have it for me yeah having that i mean you
0: know you're coming into a family atmosphere yeah. when you go somewhere yeah. like that that's a, the family
1: that's a business pre- we're the family yeah. business that's what they call us so I love you that. know we try to keep it all in a family
0: uh one of these things that the guys probably like picking your brain about i would imagine some of these guys at least um you had a lot of professional experience played nine yeah. years overseas played in a bunch of countries. I think yeah. I have them all listed, but let me know if I missed one. We've got Puerto Rico, Hungary, Mexico, Israel, Argentina, Sweden, Georgia, Uruguay, China, anywhere I'm missing.
1: No, that was it. That's a pretty oh, good list.
0: uh, Lebanon. Lebanon. Okay. I oh, see. I, I figured I, I was pretty close. Uh,
1: yeah, crazy. Sometimes I forget I played in Puerto Rico, like, and then even Sweden, Sweden was a quick stint. Mm-hmm. Um, just because i went from lebanon to sweden so mm-hmm. like some countries i did like two in one year but yeah i loved argentina that was great for me hungary my first year over in europe i went to the championship um that was amazing and those guys definitely pick my brain a lot they asked me all the time like what was my favorite place mm-hmm. um, i liked hungary and argentina for different reasons mexico where I, um you know i loved mexico i love the food I love the culture. They love basketball there as much as, you know, not as much as soccer, but they yeah, love it's basketball. It's picking it up, too. Yeah. It is. And the environments were great. Uh won a championship there. So uh, China was, you know, my first time experiencing like real, like I felt like, oh, wow, this is overseas. Like I'm, it's probably was,
0: overwhelming. to. to yeah, be it area.
1: is. It is. It is. It was a little overwhelming at first. At the first, like two weeks, I didn't leave my hotel room. Beautiful hotel room. But I didn't leave. <laughs> I stayed in there. And then my last, you know, month and a half or a month or so, I, excuse me. I was outside and I loved it, man. And, and every place, you know, as I as I got there, uh, I took a bit more from the culture and going outside and doing more
0: stuff. It's probably hard to find the right balance of that, especially early in an overseas career is like, are, yeah. how how much do I need to just be locked and be the gym? Or can I get out and see some things like what do I pick up or or even just having like maybe the confidence to go out and explore a little bit more, too?
1: Yeah. And I, I was lucky. I had one of my best friends when I got to Hungary my first year. He quit his uh, he was working at the Boys and Girls Club. And the team, um, I was playing for Sheikers for Haven, Alba, Sheikers for Haven. They didn't have enough, like, I uh, had a couple of the offers competing. And they didn't have as much money. But what they said is, hey, look, we'll fly him over here and we'll pay for your guys' meals throughout the week. And we'll get you a two-bedroom apartment. We'll pay for his ticket here, his ticket back, and we'll treat him like he's a part of the team. Like, he can travel with you, he can do everything with you. And I was like, all right, cool. And we just, he quit. And, you know, that was you know, was my best friend. And we We did a whole year overseas and it was like, great. It was great. I don't know if I would have been able to have as much success on the court because off the court, I had a guy to play two. And then we had rituals every three hours before every game we played 2K, you know, after every win, we went to a little taste of home there. Yeah. We went to like a little, we went to hard rock cafe at eight Mm -hmm. and every loss we, you know, would go do something like we, we, it was, it was, it was great for me. It was great for me. And it helped me, um, have some stability felt like I had some home, you know, away from home. And I think I tell these guys all the time, no, don't think that the NBA is the only goal for it. keep playing or keep yeah. being successful, man. I mean, we got guys like Aaron White, who's over in Japan, and he's been there for a long time, and he's making amazing money. He's doing great for himself, great careers. And uh, we got Peter Jock, who just played for the uh, Sudan team um, in the FIBA, and he had a great run there. He's going to keep keeping playing. So we got guys who, you know, Jared Utoff, you know, he yeah. just was in, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to be, you can't always be in the NBA for a very long time, but, you know, Tyler Cook is um, you know, was was kind of in that gray area with G league and NBA and now he's in, in the he's uh, Australian
0: yeah. NBA. Yeah. He's NBL. killing it. Yeah.
1: He's killing So, you know, I tell these guys don't always think like, oh, if I don't get drafted, what am I to do? You got to have a great career. <laughs> you don't get drafted. You got to have a lot of fun. You can make a lot of money and you'll be able to set yourself up for um, a successful career.
0: Is that tough for you? I mean, you, you played in the summer league. I'm sure you mm-hmm. had plenty of workouts with teams. I, you I know, did. I, I did. Wizards imagine. too. Yeah i mean, you gotta um, imagine you were a guy that thought you could play in the league right like i think yeah. i thought you could so you know yeah.
1: i definitely thought i could uh summer league was great for me more than the game was the practices okay. um you know kyle singler was there i had kcp on my team i had andre drummond who was just practicing with us so practices that those practices were really where i was like oh i could really do that i, I mm-hmm. could do this and having my great year in hungary and then coming back to more workouts and more practice it was like you know, it's just – it's the best 420 man. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. a hard to crack in. It's hard to stay. And I had, um, you know, several opportunities afterwards to do G League. And, um, you know, but at that point financially it just didn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it, you get to that point where you're like, all right, I could. And maybe – then you have – I have friends who had averaged 30 in the G League. 30. Mm-hmm.
0: And then still no really call up.
1: No, no yeah. call up. So, yeah. um, you know, it was tough for me. I, I think one thing I'm blessed with now is – i had so much fun doing everything I did and I really tried my best. Like I really worked as hard as I could work. And now I feel great. Like and I'm when done. You
0: leave it all out there. It's a little easier. I feel easier great.
1: To, you know, I don't yeah. wake up at any point. I don't watch basketball resentful. I don't work these guys out resentful telling them old tales. Like, Oh, would have killed you. Like yeah. my time is done. I want you to be better. I want you to make more money. I want you to have a, a better career. Like I want you to surpass anything I did. And do it and have fun doing it. And then I want you 10 years from now to be able to call me and say, Tris, thank you. Like you, you told me ABCD, you told me you was going to be on me. And because you did, now I'm having more fun than I could ever, ever imagine.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think that those guys will benefit so much from that, too. And they, like you said, they may not know it now or, you know, yeah. for a while, but uh, that, that hindsight will be big for them, too. Uh, any team out there uh, internationally that owes you money still? I feel like that's always <laughs> a thing, right? Like some... Some Somebody somewhere still got a check with your name on it, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so a couple teams teams. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, team in Lebanon for sure. That team in Lebanon owes me a, a nice check. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't have any crazy stories. I got some homeboys with some crazy stories, though. I got some friends with some crazy, crazy stories. Um, even my team in Hungary. I was trying to get bought out of my contract. I, was, I wasn't making much. Mm-hmm. And I was leading the league as a, as a rookie in scoring in points. Yes. Uh, we had an all-star game. And I won the dunk contest and led the all-star game in scoring. And they had guys on the team that were still trying to make me like rookie haze me, like make me carry bags. And I remember coming back from the all-star game looking like, yo, I came in the locker room and said, I'm not carrying another bag. I'm not, I'm not, nobody's going to talk to me crazy anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the halfway through I did what y'all want me to do. Now are you see, I'm not one of those guys. We're not doing that. Like, (laughs) let's cut that out. Um, And I remember I had teams trying to buy me out and my team at Hungary was like, nah, and they were like, look, you're making an X amount here, this team's going to pay was one team was going to give up 80,000 to buy me out. I wasn't even making 80,000. Yeah, they going right. to give me 80,000 to buy me out. And then they were going to pay me, you know they had to pay the team 80, then pay me. Two days before I was supposed to leave, they called the team and said, "No, we want 100,000. And the team was like, "Come on, man, Like, we got to pay him still, right? Like you want us to give you 100 for a rookie. And then still pay him. And they were like, no. And they came to me and was like, look, we'll give you $100 every win extra to, to, to make it better for you. What was I going to do? Go home? Like, I, yeah, on, can't I can't quit, good. right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, when I knew, okay, this is a business. Like, this is a different type of business over here. It's not, you know, we're going to sue. We're going to do a uh, fight. Okay, all right. They got a, they got 30 more lawsuits. The appeals court up.
0: for forever. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah you're, the, you're, you're number 7,000. So good luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But I got friends over there who are playing in some, some teams. Six, seven, eight months backed up, making twenty five thousand a month.
0: A lot of like, Greek teams are pretty notorious for just not paying guys. You know, see, I, I, re- I never
1: play in Greece, but I heard stories about Greece too. Some of those mm-hmm. teams. But
0: um, you
1: know, for me, it was I, I was blessed in that in that regard. Where if a team was late, um, now I've had teams be late up until the last day because you lose a couple games and they mm-hmm. wait three weeks to pay you. Like, you like, come on, man! Like, come on, guys! Let's not be like that. But it's different over there. You got to be mentally tough and ready for whatever they throw at you. <laughs>
0: Uh, any least favorite places that you're willing to, I don't, I'm not trying to trash anybody, or no, no. Either, but just somewhere that just didn't fit I, for you.
1: You know, I have fun area where I was at, That's you know funny. what I mean? Like I had great teammates everywhere. I made the best of every situation I was in. I tried to make the best of it. Uh, if worse comes to worse, I had a PS4, or whatever, and, and wifi, <laughs>
0: you could hunker yeah, down if worked. you needed to. Yeah.
1: yeah. I made it work. You know what I mean? I didn't have too many places where I was like, no, I'm not. China was hard. Uh, cause I didn't have any other American teammate. Uh, oh, wow. you know, that was tough. I didn't even talk to my coach. You know, I had one had game over there. Or... Yeah. We had a translator. I remember my first game over there. We won. I had a triple double and we won and they kick everybody out the room. He brings me aside and he's like pointing at the thing, at the, my he numbers didn't score enough. Yeah. I didn't, I had like 22, but I had okay. like 22, 11, 10. Like I had yeah. a triple double. I was, I was, I was hype. And they yeah. told me, he said, if you, do this again, point it to 22. We are sending you home. They
0: I said, want the "Oh, that's American all you got to say to score 35 I said, a game." That's no all what.
1: you got to say. That was it. Next game, I had 46. <laughs> you ain't got to wear. Listen, that's all you want me to do is just score this. Well, you better tell them get these rebounds because it's yeah. going up. And the next game, I had like 40 something, and um, no, it's cutthroat though. That's and I think that's one thing that a lot of guys don't understand about being overseas is you know people talk about the. Oh, you get homesick and, oh, you know, you don't got the favorite foods and, you know, be days where you're by yourself. It is cutthroat, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been in I've been in situations where my teammates replacement is in the stands watching.
0: Oh, yeah. And they that they like, waiting wait. ready for you. I, I've
1: had situations where guys would call me asking me or I've done it called guys who are said to be on the roster, asking them what the team is like. And I'm replacing them.
0: Oh, shit. Oh. It's yeah, It's tough. That's, and they don't know yet. Right.
1: No idea. They're like, okay. they're like, well, it's. Five of us, which, who are you coming for? I, wh- what position you play, bro? I played a three, four, four, three. So they go play us together? Because I played a foot. Yeah. I don't know about that. I know I'm there tomorrow, late <laughs> right. tomorrow, man.
0: So it's tough. Yeah, they'll, they'll fly guys in and. Um, oh, yeah. Sit, you sit you them know. right in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. Like immediately um, off the you know, coming off the 18 hour flight or whatever and put you on a practice. And if you don't look good in that practice, you're going to be right out back the next home. Day.
1: Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, you'll get your doctor. You'll do your physical in the morning. Like, don't worry. We just, you know, you'll do a physical in the morning Yeah, what if and you like, yeah. yeah. Or you don't look good and they, something's wrong with your knee, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just did a physical and your knee's funny. Yeah. So I've heard horror stories, but I was blessed. I didn't have too so many crazy, crazy situations for me.
0: That's great though. But i still, I mean, you guys, you can give people uh, on, on these teams that aren't going to play in the NBA, you know, some, some points in the right direction, I'm sure. And, and save them learning curve kind of stuff too. So I think that's, we do. that's we huge do. for guys.
1: Yeah, I do. I definitely try to, um. But a lot of these guys, man, I, you know, I tell them all the time, it's guys here who have every year they've been there, somebody's been drafted. You know, right. I true. didn't have that at UCF where I was every year saw a guy get, you know, make it to the NBA. Yeah. Um, for us, making NBA workouts in summer league was like, you made it. So for them, mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling them there's no way they shouldn't take advantage of being at an amazing program with such a great reputation from not only the head coach, but the guys we have on staff. Um, you know, we have Sherman Dillard on staff, he was a huge play in the DC area as far as getting kids to these camps and he got me to a lot of Nike camps. Huh. Um so, you know, with the basketball knowledge we have on staff and the people and the connections that we all have, I mean, it's no way I'll these like guys can, yeah, you know, make the their dreams a reality. You know, we get calls all the time not even about guys that, you know, we coach but about guys in the Big 10. <laughs>
0: that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean what you guys do offensively, especially, is gonna to translate to an NBA court too. It and does
1: know that. It does. It does. Yeah. Guys know how to read, they cut, they play free flow. They know how to um, you know, it's not two ball dominant with any one player, even though we got like Tony Perkins, we have a DeSante Bowen, Brock Harden, guys who can create off the dribble. but then we have guys like Patrick McCaffrey who can flee flow,
0: cut, get to the basket, lay it in and play good. Uh why hanging up when you did? It was just it was just time or is the body No. Is,
1: uh crazy, uh, I was playing pickup with some of these guys you know I mean like and that's why we have such a great relationship like three years ago I was hooping I was coming off of having my son I won a championship in Mexico on a Monday had my son on Wednesday and then that like that was November by December I had another job I was going to Uruguay um my son had a hernia in his stomach so I came back for for that and the team didn't want me to come back so long story short I said look I'm not really pressed to play right now I'm good to go so that was about February I was, you know, took a little time off. I was training. I was getting into, you know, really tr- being a you know player development. I was gonna stop then mm-hmm. and just train. And, and you know, locally it's a lot of kids in the area and that I was training. And then um, um when the position became available, I sat down with Coach McCaffrey. We had a great relationship and you know, he told me, Hey, if it's if we can make it happen, let's make it happen. And he even asked me, he said, Tris, I just saw you play with our, you know, pick up pickup last week. You look great. You wanna yeah. Want to re- stop and I- got
0: any eligibility left? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I wish they can. It's different now. It's different. They got. I joke about people say nil. We
0: didn't even have training table. Yeah, exactly. Or or tape. You know, all the time, like all the you know supplies. Like we didn't even have and,
1: training table. Like yeah. we didn't even get to eat after every practice, let alone you guys get. You know, we were going to the calf. That's what that was our training table. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I hung it up and I felt great about it. Um, I talked to my family. Talked to you know, having two little ones um was a huge 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 thing for me it was really hard man when my son was born um to leave him like that and my daughter you know what i mean Mm -hmm. when my daughter was born i was in the middle of playing you don't want to miss those
0: moments you can't get back Man,
1: missing those moments and and then i thought about it to be honest it was a no-brainer it wasn't even close like being able to start my coaching career at the big 10 level when so many of my friends started at naia or 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 um you know juco's or high school Mm -hmm. I, it was it was a no-brainer. Like, to be a part of this staff and to be with Coach, I, I mean, I, I asked them, we sat down, I interviewed, I went through the process, I went through the process and met with the AD twice. Like, it wasn't easy. It was it was, it was a vigorous progress I had to go through. A lot of people wanted this position. Um, but the way I was comfortable with these guys and the way they responded to me, it was just, you know, it, it was a no-brainer from both sides. And then, you know, I had to offer. Um, I don't think people know this either. I had an offer in October. An agent called me. One of my agents called me and was like, hey, man, you know, I think he's checking on me.
0: Yeah, He's just, like, just how you, to see. How you,
1: out a how you like coaching, man? How you doing? How your body yeah. feel? I'm like, oh man, I'm great, man. You know, blah, blah blah. He said, "Yeah, I got an offer for you." I said, "Offer for what?" He's like, "You know, team in just, Hungary.
0: Just in case, offering
1: X amount of money. They want you to come play." And I didn't even call my. I like, I didn't even call my family. I just was like, "Nah, I'm, I'm good, man. Thanks, appreciate you, but I'm, I'm having fun. I'm good to go." So, I mean, that's how fresh it was for me, yeah, sure. you know. Um, and speaking of the Terps, my guy, uh, uh Ricky Harris is over there. Okay. with the terps you know what yeah. i mean we played against each other in argentina that's my dog mm-hmm. um and now we're both on the pd side you know what i mean like we're both yeah. done at the same time so Did you get
0: to pick his brain at all on what they do there and what you know no, no, like... i ain't
1: got nothing to say to him till after yeah. we'll talk gotcha. <laughs> i'll talk to my i'll talk to my man's after but dog no, you know um you know i know they got you know the what they got over there some guys that i grew up playing with like you know some younger guys who you know i remember you know being in the gym with them during covid Mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I'm, I'm you know i'm really excited for them um uh, only
0: when they don't play us so that's right i like that you can root for a local team here uh yeah it doesn't
1: yeah yeah um, I, you know i want i want those teams to do well you know what i mean i want georgetown to be back to what they used to be you know what i mean i think coach Cooley's a great great coach great guy at that you know and yeah. i want him to have success i want maryland to be successful i want howard i got some great friends with coaching staff at, at, at howard's university tyler right. thorn is is a yeah. guy you know because i got a guy we beat one
0: of the next we, couple of people i want to try to get yeah, on that's
1: my man we, we beat them though when i was at montrose kicked their butt but you there know you i like i like all the, i like all those guys so i want them to be great i want them to be successful um even all the way down to norfolk state coach jones robert jones that's my guy i want a guy i talk to frequently man he's he's great i want all of them to have success except you know if they ever line up versus the hawkeyes they gotta lose
0: that's totally fair <laughs> i respect that uh last couple i got for you here um yep. You played in the TBT. That was one of my mm-hmm. kind of favorite events to watch every summer. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like?
1: Man, it was hard, especially when you lose in the final four, man. I was hurt. Um, yeah. I had a great, great, man, two, three-year run, maybe two-year run. Uh, one year I didn't because of COVID. But my first year, it was amazing being able to play back at uh, VCU. Mm-hmm. I got two Elam ending shots that I made in front of my family from all over the the, the DMV area. Um to me, that experience is up there with the Kenner League experience. Um, but the TBT was great. I got to play, and then I lost in the final four to Syracuse, who ended up winning it. Um, Tyrese Rice, right?
0: Uh, A non Syracuse guy, uh, yeah, the their whole team, team the was non Syracuse. Let's yeah. be honest, man. Yeah. The whole yeah. the old
1: team that mattered was, yeah, Andre non-Syracuse. was on
0: their team, I think, too. Right? I mean, where
1: he, he ain't got another lick of Syracuse yeah. blood in him, but he another
0: Donnie Jones guy, though. Yeah.
1: Then I, another Donnie Jones guy, you know, yeah. Iowa State guy, too. So, yeah, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> so, um, but yeah. TBT was great. And uh you know, for me, being able to go out there and hoop, you know, as recently as I did was was big
0: time. Uh anything else you have going on besides uh these things that you wanna plug at all or promote or anybody you just want to shout out and thank oh, them for man, their role this, in your, your journey?
1: This um everybody back home, man, have such a huge, huge, like I wouldn't say fan base, but people who root for me and call me and text me and 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 always are just saying, you know, very great positive things, man. My love for the DMV never stops. i'm I'm a huge, you know see the hat. I'm a huge DMV yeah, yeah. supporter of all the teams, all the guys, all the young guys, whether they you know, are recruited by us or not, man, I, I really want them to be successful and win and and keep going because I do think um you know we are represented so well from the NBA level to the executive side to guys and player development, I root for all those guys, man. and um you know, and just you know, watch us, watch us. you know, I think we' gonna have a great year. we got a fun year. Um, and, and other than that, again, happy birthday to my daughter yesterday. We had a great birthday. We we had bluey and number blocks and Can't cupcakes, that. and then today we went to the pumpkin patch. So, uh, you know, it was a really it. busy weekend, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a busy weekend, um, it. but it was great, it was great. So, man, I just appreciate you, uh, having me up here, Matt. And just this is a great platform. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for people to, you know, tap in even more. Um, You're very knowledgeable about the game, especially the DMV area, just the way you you dissect it and you understand, you know, how how big time these guys are. And, um, you know, I'm very appreciative to have a guy like you being able to re- you know represent us and keep promoting us.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. And that means a lot. I just it seems like this is one of those things that should be a no brainer. Like there's so yeah. many good dudes here that yeah. um, we'll never run out of content, I think. Uh, no,
1: so. no, I don't think you will. I don't think you will. I mean, even the high school level of guys, yeah. man, like it's bad. like we might have the best. You know, I, I can't name names, but like that, that WCAC. Yeah. I mean, I know that NIBC is really good. Don't get me wrong. Sure. You have your big time. But that WCAC.
0: Could be the best the high school it, league in the country. I mean, could, I don't could think arguably a, I don't, be. I, I, I
1: don't think it's much of an argument. Yeah. I mean, you're top heavy with, but then your bottom half is good, too. Like a, a lot of those schools, if they were bigger name schools and out in different countries, no, not countries, but like Cali and Texas. Yeah, other all parts could of the be country, they would kill it. Yeah, They would kill it. So, um, you know, it's hard because they just beat up on each other. Look at last year. Look yeah. at last year. The, the team that won the regular season title didn't win the championship.
0: Yeah, yeah we, we had uh, Steve Turner from Gonzaga on a couple That's episodes my guy, ago. man. I yeah. love Steve. Great, love great Steve. guy. Yeah, but he I mean, he said the same thing. You know, that's just, uh, it's a gauntlet. They try to the
1: beast, yeah. yeah, it's like a big town.
0: It is. Uh, Last question, I mentioned uh, Tyler Thornton, somebody like that. Is there anybody you can think of that you would definitely like to see us have on here next? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here.
1: Um, Hi, it's my guy. You already had Steve. Uh, I would like to see one of my my guys, um, um, Dennis Marshall.
0: Okay. Kendall Marshall's
1: dad. I think he was so very um, underrated in, in what he did for a lot of these young kids' lives as far as putting them on different platforms. And I think the knowledge that he has and is willing to share would be amazing um okay. so Dennis Marshall that's my guy man I think he would be really big really good for this for, for something like this a guy who isn't maybe nationally known but in the right. DMV I think so many people were affected by um him and the way he worked out I mean I know I was at eight years old the way he you know he taught me how to do the karaoke the karaoke stretch I couldn't do it for the life I mean he you know and I think uh him um having a uh arguably probably the best point guard to come out of DMV up there with Taiwan Lawson and Eric Green and 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 Chris Wright, you know his name is Kendall's name. Should be up there with those guys. Agreed. So um, you know, uh, I, I think that'd be a, a great person to have. That is a little non-traditional as far as you know where you where you know where, which the guys you've been having. And of course, Ty, I like Ty. Sure. Uh, maybe Ricky Harris as well.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a great answer too because we want to have people from all different angles of this. You know, coaching mm-hmm. at different levels: AAU coaches, high school coaches. Um, even I'm going to try to get a high school player or two on here too just to
1: Okay, okay.
0: Hit everybody. So, that's a great suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. Um Tristan, this was awesome, man. I really yeah. enjoyed this. I know you had a busy weekend, so thanks for clearing an hour, uh, but hopefully <laughs> no everybody problem. back here um is rooting for your success and enjoys the interview. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, good luck this season, except when you play the Terps, okay? Hey, we'll, go hey maybe,
1: if you if you need some ticks, holler at me. We can talk about it. We could talk We could it. talk after.
0: That sounds good. All right, everybody, you know the drill. Uh Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. This is spun off into its own feed, separate from Believe in Wizards, so make sure you're subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, on the YouTube, all that kind of stuff. We are presented by betonline.ag, and we will catch you all next time.